this is Kenya and today I'm going to combine my nature teachings with my Magical Cottage Core Life podcast. So I am currently going to record this one live and re- uh, redistribute it on my podcast. So I'm speaking to both audiences. It's been a minute since I've done a nature teaching and I did promise that I would eventually try to cross over the two. So if you're listening to this on my Magical Cottage Core Life, take out your big book of stuff and turn to the animal section, specifically the bird section. And if you've been even more meticulous, to the common yard birds or the common wild birds that you may find in cities because today we're going to do an animal teaching and a little bit of a cottage core energy on the common grackle and the care and feeding of mates so let's get started So, if you're in Michigan this time of year, and it's spring here, you probably, if you're in the southeastern part, have seen those cute little blackbirds all over the place. I don't mean the corvids. I don't mean the the crows and the ravens. No, I'm talking about a very small bird compared to those. And I don't mean the red-winged blackbird. I'm not talking about them. I am specifically referring to the common grackle. I know, grackle, that's an interesting word, isn't it? And the grackle is a little black bird, and it's kind of cute, actually. And it, it kind of like hangs out around your garden all the time, but you usually don't see it a lot until around springtime. The rest of the time, the landscape is usually dominated by robins and and blue jays. I have a thing about blue jays. We'll discuss that another day. But, um, yeah, it's a cute little thing, but something that it does in the springtime, like all other birds, is it begins to look for a mate. But, in looking at its behavior, we can observe something, something very important. The thing that we can observe in its behavior is, like other birds, the male of the species wants to show off. The the holder of the masculine energy force shows off. And it, it really does things to stand out. It wants to say, hey, I'm the top bird. You know, I am the one you want baby yeah baby yeah I am the bird to watch I am the one to mate with come on over to my love shack or more like a love straw stack or leaf stack or whatever they're making the nest out of you know I don't know grown no not good bad joke maybe okay all right well whatever I'm in my garden so I'm, I'm watching this behavior now But one thing I will say that I like about this time of year, especially with the grackle, they make adjustments to their regular behavior. 
we know that they provide for their young. We know that they have moments where they act a little bit out of regular character, as do most creatures that are on the mate hunt. And one thing they do is they change the trajectory of their tail. They hold it a little bit diagonally when they fly. And that shows that they are mindful that they need to do special things in order to not only attract a mate, but to show that they made an effort. That, hey, I'm going to do something different because I'm interested in you. I can, I can make the necessary adjustments to show that I'm ready to be into you and you into me. And one, two, three. Oh, anyway. But you get what I mean. So, a thing I've noticed is that during this, this time of year in the spring, they do something that's really cool, and that is they feed their mate. So, when I say that they feed their mate, I mean, you've heard about how mother birds will feed young birds by regurgitating or bringing, you know, food to them, uh, whether living or dead, so that they can eat it, right? But during mating time, the grackle really steps up his game, and he comes over and is like, hey there, sugar wing, I got something for ya. Now, personally, I would probably prefer a box of lemon drops or a box of chocolates, but a nice juicy insect is, is what's right up their alley. And they will, to the soliciting mate, come up and be like, hey, sugar, what's up? And they will feed that mate. They'll feed the ladybird um, their catch. And that's one of the ways that they flirt and that they establish a mating bond. It's like... I can bring home some good juicy insects, trust me. It's kind of like they're putting on cologne, you know, it's like, check me out, you know. And this is a way that they can ensure that the ladybird can see that they do have skill. What do we learn from this energy? We learn that if anyone, and it doesn't just have to be about mating, but anyone who's in a relationship, especially a committed relationship with someone else, has a certain kind of energy, grackle energy, that says, you know what, when it's time for me to step up, I'm going to step up. They fill in the gaps. They help you where it's needed. And they don't have to be told to do it. They do it because they want to do it. They do it because they feel moved to do it. And that's one of the, the lessons we can learn from Grackle. Now, while all this is happening, that doesn't mean that Mrs. Grackle is, or Ms. Grackle is staying at home. Oh no, she's flying out there as well. And they're just kind of cruising around, you know, on date night, or in this particular case, date day. And she's sitting on the wire, just like he's sitting on the wire. He runs out like, okay, honey, I'm going to the store or to my garden and gets what he needs to get, comes back and feeds her.
what can we learn from this energy also? How can we recognize this energy in real life? One way to recognize this energy is, of course, in the mating uh, customs of humans and others. When someone, you know, gets a job and they go to work to take care of their mate, especially if their mate is sick. Um, another way we see it is when they do things like, sometimes it's not monetary, they go out and get things, or they may build you something, or they may fix something around the home, or something that's important to you, or create something. And they don't have to be told, they just, you know, they find out there's a need or a want and they, they fill it, if they can. You know, and it's not a situation of where there's a burden, it's a joy, and it's a good thing. How can we use this energy in our lives? Well, one way we can... Yes, yes, I see you. Um, one way we can use this energy in our own lives and exemplify the good parts of it is to look around our surroundings and the significant other in our lives. And if we don't have a significant other, family kind of works too. And see how we can help, how we can, you know, do things for them without being asked to do them or offer support when it's needed and necessary. You know, it's not always about money. Sometimes it's just about being there. It can be as small as making a meal, or big, depending on whether you can cook or not. Or it can be a larger thing like buying a car. It could be filling in where you just can't do it today. Any of those things qualify, and you can do that for them too. So, let's take a page out of the birds books and maybe uh, exemplify some grackle energy. You know, I love sharing these kinds of things with my friends, and we're friends, right? So, you know, this is this is new to join this into my cottage core life. Um, I hope to see you there. I hope that you can do well with this energy teaching, this magical and mystical teaching. And something I did in the beginning in my regular nature teachings, I'm going to do now. My nature teachings are based on my observances of nature in real life around me and the things I know about animals. They are not based on anyone else's traditions, folk beliefs, folk tales. If I have any of that in there, I would let you know. Uh, they're based on what I learn from nature around me. And that's where they come from. So that's what they're about. Also, I'm probably going to insert a little bit of extra information into the podcast episode. So if you're listening to the podcast, here comes the extra part. All right. So before we get to that next part, I just want to say thank you for listening and in grace I serve. Okay, so I did say that we were going to give extra info in the podcast. So here we go. So in your folklore section and your folk belief section, you need to put this in about the the grackle. And part of that is that these birds were known to be a harbinger of pests. 
pestilence, which is why if you see a group of grackles, it's called a plague of grackles. How rude, you know, but that's what they're called. Uh, there's actually legends about how much of a nuisance this bird can be, even though to me it's a funny little bird. But something else, apparently, and I don't know how true this is, in some parts of the South, especially one particular set of parks, the grackles will attack men but not women in the park. Don't don't ask me why. I don't know what happened. Something about a baby bird falling? I have no idea. Don't quote me. You can look it up on the internet. But another thing about grackle is this, there's supposed to be folklore about the spiritual meaning of it. This is not my reference, but it is something I've heard. And I always let you know when I'm using something that's not from me. So let's get into that. Apparently, the belief is is that grackles will appear to you in a significant fashion or possibly in a dream. Um, and you know when you're seeing a spirit message or not. You know, I can't, I can't live that life for you. I can't give you that insight. That's only up to you. And if you choose to believe or not, again, that's all up to you. You do you. But apparently, one of the beliefs is that when a grackle shows up, it's supposed to be a message about looking into emotions and feelings and I want to say drives that you may have repressed or put away. A lot of times they're unpleasant feelings and so the grackle appears and there's an older story, it's an indigenous story from one culture. I am not going to take their stories away. If you want to know the story, you need to do the research on your own as far as finding out the significance and the meaning behind it. Because every story has a meaning, but I will give you this much. It has to do with Grackle and its song. And I think you'll enjoy that adventure of finding out the significance of Grackle pulling out the song from another creature and taking that song for its own and because it didn't have a way to express itself because it had no voice and that might be where the association with repressed emotions might come in I am not going to say that is true or not nor am I going to give reference to the veracity of that being a true indigenous teaching because I don't know that which is why I'm encouraging you to explore and to ask around and to read up and see if you can find additional sources on that to make sure it's not just something that someone said but I will say this in my own observations I do know and have noted that grackle appears to be significant in its appearance in my life when there are uh, tumultuous feelings being repressed and needing to be dealt with. So take that as you will.
so now that we've given you additional information, I think it is actually time for the podcast's audience and I to say goodbye for now. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoyed this crossover. It'll become more seamless as we do more. I'll probably be uploading some of my previous animal teachings with additional content because I really like those teachings and people seem to like them, especially the one about turkey. But that's another day. So enjoy your day. Enjoy the sunshine. And I'll see you next time here on my magical cottagecore life.